Welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. Me and Jordan are in sync, but not really ever in sync. Uh, <laughs> when we started these podcasts off, we like to you know get the clap going uh, for those in the biz. You know, you know, you got to get that uh, that timing right yeah. for your audio. Jordan, I, I I told you this before. I could tell you never played football, man. You can never sync up with me when I want to do the clap. It's never, me, it's never quite right. It's never been my fault. Okay, you you do a we little can get hesitation. You in the huddle, man. Matt, I was I, I I was begged to join the football team every single year. All, no, all the no. teachers, all the coaches, please, we're so bad, please. The, a couple <laughs> of them cried, but uh, that's well, that's true. We, we were pretty bad. Yeah, but I, I had to focus on uh, I had to focus on my my one sport passion, basketball. I couldn't risk getting mm-hmm. hurt out there, so sorry to let you guys. No, you would have got but... hurt, man. Trust me. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't got you wouldn't got through practice, man. I would I would have been giving you the Batista spine buster. Like, <laughs> really. Ah! <laughs> Looking like Ray Lewis out there. Man. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I mean Jordan, uh, it's uh, it, it's been an interesting past couple of days. Uh, I I got you back into the to the, my my building, play some pickup yesterday. Yep. Uh, you know you fared pretty well. Uh, shout out to Steve and Mark. Uh, we we held it down. You guys weren't uh, weren't didn't, able to didn't win you, a single you old, game. Yeah, you old high school boys. Uh, you weren't able to to handle the pickup boys. But I mean, hey, you guys put up a good fight. Uh, I mean, overall, um, were you surprised at the skill gap between you and I? Because I mean, it's it's getting crazy, man. <laughs> uh, I was pretty surprised, uh, but uh, I'm chalking it up to my uh, I, I, my three beers I had just before going down. The you know the few puffs from the uh, the pen because uh, I you're was. Right, you're uh, right, man. I was sober. Uh, well, Matt, you, but you're you're used to doing this, okay? You do this all the time. This is my first time uh, in uh, God knows how long being. Uh, a little bit buzz playing basketball. You saw me, Matt. I was walking out there. I was walking from yeah, walking it's, over it's hot screens. In that gym too. Yeah. Oh my god. Fucking yeah. So hot, dripping sweat. Uh, couldn't get off the ground at all. Even less than usual. Couldn't hit a damn thing. It was a rough. It was a rough go. But uh, me, me, Miko, and Lum, we put up a good fight. I think you're right. We 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 uh, we, we left it all out there on the floor. Hey, and uh, you know those uh, those twenty pounds you lost, man. It's gonna be twenty five after that for I sure. I mean, so. it's like a sweat lodge. So. It's like be, it's kind of like playing in a sauna it in is. my building. For for anyone that doesn't, uh, you know, I, I we've mentioned this kind of in the past. For you know, I, I understand the 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 reasoning. You know, we have the AC turned off because you know it's Canadian winter. It's been you know negative ten to negative twenty uh, uh, with windshield. Uh, so I mean, it's not like it's uh it's been spring yet. Yeah, uh, and. The thing is, you know, in the gym, the actual like, you know, gym, you can work out and they have the air conditioning blasting. But for some reason, in the infinite wisdom of uh, my, my condo board, they decided <laughs> not to put in ventilation for the basketball court. So we and we're not actually allowed to even prop the door open. So it ends up being like over 80 Fahrenheit trying to play basketball. I'm like, this is brutal. Like if you're an indoor court, you got sweat all over the floor. Guys are sliding <laughs> and falling. It's. It's it's rough at times, but I mean, uh, it really builds your character out there. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'm gonna get you next else, time, Matt. Mark my fucking words, okay? Hey, hey, I'm not going uh, down I, like I, this. I'm hoping. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. You know, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> uh, but for everyone who doesn't, uh, you know, give a shit about uh, my pickup league with uh, Jordan and some guys in my building, and want to actually hear NBA news, we got plenty. Uh, this episode, you know, we're going to be talking a ton about uh, the NBA trade deadline coming up on Thursday. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll have the complete review and reactions of all the crazy news, hopefully, that goes down this Thursday uh, for our podcast on Friday. But for now, uh, you know, we're, we're able to talk about some trades already off the top. Uh, and the yeah. first one we're going to talk about coming today uh, on Sunday, uh, Karis LeVert 
is now going on his way. Uh, he's the first one of that uh, Pacers trio that was made available uh, about a month or so ago. Yeah. Uh, in trade talks, Karis LeVert going to the Cavs uh, in exchange for uh, Ricky Rubio, a lottery-protected first and two seconds. And I believe there was also a second thrown in along with Karis that would be going Cleveland's way. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a pretty reasonable package to, mm-hmm. to get for Karis LeVert. I think, uh, you know, right now, I think the race is over. Kobe Altman, congratulations. You're the executive of the year, general manager of the Cavs. I yep. mean, the guy's put in a Just clinic. Just got paid, I mean, too. Been, yep, he's been making, like, the best moves he possibly could for his team. He's got the exact right system, good coaching staff. I mean, uh, you know, the, for a team that, you know, has always been looked at as kind of like a, a little brother in the league, uh, I mean, this has been a, a great breakout year. Uh, you know, the first year you can really say the Cavs are good and not without LeBron James. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how this team goes. Like, it, it kind of seems like it seems like you know the, the Cavs believe in their team right now. It looks like they're kind of trying to build up. Like, Karis LeVert, you know, still young enough, but I think that they're they're making a push this year in the East. I think they're trying. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, the, this is not a uh, they're not waiting to see. Like, we've talked about other kind of young teams on the come up. Like Memphis, most people are saying, you know, probably just leave it alone. And you could have you could have said that about this uh, Cleveland team too. Like they've got great energy. They were one of the stories of the year early on, and I think still are. Uh, you know, with the sort of breakout season Jared Allen's having, uh, Darius Garland, and obviously Evan Mobley. Um, but uh, they're they're going for it. And this isn't even the first kind of early uh, sort of before trade li- trade deadline trade uh or day trade i should say like they already made the rondo trade yep. uh, earlier in the year like they they've they've sort of seen what works and when one guy in their system goes down they've tried their best to replace him and just like you pointed out uh when you got a guy like rubio uh who's classic kind of pass first point guard uh plays some defense and can kind of table set for the rest of the team he goes down they immediately get rondo in there and uh kind of revitalize him a little bit get him playing some you know good minutes for them um and colin sexton obviously went down earlier this year um yeah, or, or bef- yeah. you know before the start of the year um and you know it was unable to go for this entire season and uh they needed someone uh to to fill up that sort of backcourt spot that that hole that he left and mm-hmm. uh karis lavert i think is a, a great guy uh to get in there he's one of the kind of few young good talented guards that is made available or was made available sure, for, for yeah. trade uh at least so far and uh he's he's only 23 uh as far as i know um no he's not who am i thinking karis he's, LeVert? No, he's, he's much probably, older i was yeah. gonna say yeah yeah <laughs> i was looking I at wish, somebody man. else yeah oh my god <laughs> I was going to say he fits their timeline. He does it not perfectly, but, you know, it, like you said, if they're trying to win this year uh, to, to get a guy who's, you know, now at this point, you know, been around, shown, especially sure, back in that, yeah. you know, when he was with Brooklyn in that playoff series, um, you know, he, he uh, against the Raptors when they, they they got swept. But he was he was the man out there. He was doing everything, kind of mm-hmm. facilitating, uh, can score the ball, can shoot the three. Um, and is having kind of uh, an under-the-radar pretty good year this year. Like, he's he's been able to be Definitely, on the court yeah, for the yeah. Pacers. Um, and uh, he, he can score the ball, and he, I think he's the the perfect guy right next to to Garland to to slot in there. Because uh, like we've talked about many times with the Cavs, they just didn't, they didn't have wings, uh, you mm-hmm. know, to throw out there. They've got Markinen, uh, poor guy, playing the three right now, um, and uh, might still continue to do that depending where you put Karras out there. If you play him with a Coro, sure. um, you know, you've, then you've got your two kind of classic uh, wing guys out there next to Garland. But I'm excited to see what. Um, you know, how they use him and, and how he's going to kind of thrive in the system, especially 
you know, on the defensive end, when you've got your two bigs, Jared Allen and, and Mobley, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sitting back there ready to, uh, you know, cover up any mistakes that you do make offensively, I think he makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I'm yeah. really excited to see uh, sort of how this team goes. And I tweeted out uh, not too long ago on our Big Dog Ball Talk account, uh, I think... At- at Big Dog Ball Talk. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, you could, you could, if you were so inclined, make the argument that this is the second best backcourt in the East, uh, talent and yeah, scoring wise. Up there. You obviously yeah. can't. You, you, you're going to have uh, uh, Kyrie and James Harden first, but they're not even a full time uh, starting backcourt. Uh, sure, they're are yeah. in Brooklyn, um, and then you know you've, you've got other guys you can throw in there. Obviously, you know Chicago's got Lonzo Ball and. Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or, you know, whoever you pick there. Whoever that's the hell, yeah. That's, uh, you know, that's a good... But, like, in terms of just offensive firepower, uh, I think these guys are right up there uh, with with almost you, anyone you else. You take them over Van Vliet and Gary Trent? Well, I, I thought about... I that's thought a close about one. That. It's close. That is a close one. It is close, especially especially with how well Gary Trent Jr. has been shooting the ball, obviously, recently. But uh, sure. But uh, I, I think that they they just very clearly addressed their biggest problem and that's mm-hmm. you know it's just the the simplest move the easiest move and the most straightforward move to make and it's i think it's going to yield results uh, pretty quickly for the Cavs here yeah well I, again this is perfect cuz he is kind of as you said like that combo wing yeah. uh you know he he can even play some point guard when he needs to uh, so you, know, you get a really versatile guy. I, I don't think he'll end up coming off the bench. I'm assuming, uh, you know, Laurie Markkinen's uh, been battling an ankle injury yeah. uh, for the past uh, week or so, and I, I, I think it's not like a super serious one, but I know they're kind of resting him since he, you know, he's a seven footer. Ankle injuries are a little bit more finicky. Yeah. Um. So I think, you know, when he comes back, they obviously for they like running this giant lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh. So if anything, they just got a little bit taller, a little bit longer yeah, too. Yeah. Uh. By by adding Levert, but I, I'm assuming that Okoro will will move to the uh to the six man spot. Uh. And then Levert will rock the shooting guard, and then uh, Laurie will come back into the small forward. But again, yeah. when they go small ball to end games, I'm sure it'll be uh a Levert and Okoro sharing the the wing spots there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I think you nailed it there. Uh. It it, it when I saw it, I was like, you know what, like. It's weird to think, but like, who knows? Like, they they've got enough talent now. Cleveland does. Uh, to they, they if they somehow you know get a couple bounces their way, like I could see them in the conference finals this year. Yeah. Um. I mean, we'll, again, we'll see how Levert fits in. Uh, with, with the Cavs again, he has all, he's all, he's also got to stay healthy. You know, knock on wood. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, he's had he's had a lot of uh, you know, health and injury issues over the past couple seasons. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, he he's still got a couple a couple games to go. We got to get mm-hmm. to the playoffs first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he adds uh, you know, a little bit more depth to their lineup. Uh, you know, he's gonna get guys set up uh, for a lot easier shots. He's gonna push the ball a lot better in transition. Uh, and as you said, you know, he's going to be a, a veteran guy. He's got, uh, you know, playoff experience. He's a, he's a real professional out there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Cavs can do it. Because, I mean, again, some of those other guys, like those big guys we're talking about, like Darius Garland, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley. Uh, I mean, some of those guys haven't have never stepped foot inside of a playoff game. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know. There's a lot of experience inexperience there that they're gonna have to you know overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that you know the skill will translate into them being able to you know take over the game, but uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, it, it's always hard to bank on a young team uh, yeah. in the playoffs because you know what, even if they are technically more talented, sometimes they're uh, they're just not tough enough or mentally prepared enough uh, to you know battle it out. Like again, I, I think that's again why Milwaukee's so dangerous this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they uh, they're kind of all. 
pushing through their like their their primes essentially, whereas the Cavs are really on the come up. But uh, again, as you said, I, I think Karis Levert's a great guy for now. He's going to help push them to the to that next level. Mm-hmm. Will he be there for you know if down a couple of, a couple of years from now uh, to you know if they're trying to make a, a a real championship push? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they'll probably use him as a uh, you know trade bait, uh, you know a piece to make the you know that last big push. Uh, which is uh, you know no disrespect in that role. I mean, mm-hmm. someone's got to do it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see how this pans out for Cleveland. And, and again, I'm just happy that we got some trades, man. Because we were talking about trades for I think every single podcast, just oh, be- begging for trades, begging for some action, man. Just a hint of something. I know. And we, we we got some fat ones. We finally got it. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the next one that's uh, already happened here, obviously too. But uh, like, and we'll see. You know, with with the Cavs, if they're even done, uh, because they yep. they they they've kind of been linked um to eric gordon a little bit too like another mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. swing guy i don't know if they want to add another uh you know shooting guard slash small forward um he's he's on a pretty sizable contract and and the Cavs aren't really in a you know in a great position to trade for someone like that um especially now with the rubio contract sent out so um you know we'll, we'll see if they can maybe still make that happen but you know there, there's other guys available and if, if they're gonna go um you know it's, it's clear that they're they're trying to go pretty much all in here. I don't know if they would go so far all in as to trade Sexton. Uh, I don't know what their kind of uh, plan is with him going forward, but he's another trade chip that would get, get you know, in theory, get you someone back uh, that, yeah. that can be pretty valuable to use this year. So we'll, we'll see if this is all they do. Um, but if it is all they do, they've definitely made a big upgrade in my opinion. And, um, and you're right. I think if things break right, I, I think there'd probably have to be like an injury or something crazy. Uh, but you know, that's not completely out of the question. Once we get to the playoffs, like if, if one of those, uh, you know, one of the, the top four seeds or however it shakes out, wherever Cleveland falls, uh, whoever they play in the second round, I, you're, you're right. You know, things, things bounce the right way they could sneak into the conference finals which is insane i don't think anyone would have seen that coming at the beginning no, of the year no. so shout out the Cavs, shout out their young guys uh for really kind of meshing and uh, uh just playing uh incredible basketball right now yeah yeah most definitely uh and, and we're gonna move on to the next trade uh it happened just before uh this trade uh one day before uh a nice one for us. Where you know, if you're a Raptors fan, you're happy about this one. Uh, Norman Powell was freed from the clutches of uh, the Portland Trailblazers ownership. <laughs> Let's go home, uh, baby. Yep, back home in uh, in L.A. Uh, playing for the Clippers. Uh, you know, he looks pretty pumped to be there, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not a lot of people are pumped for the Clippers. And again, funny enough, so yeah, this happened right when we got off the horn recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our last episode. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. And we were pretty much doing the swan song for uh, the the LA Clippers, and then yeah. they make this kind of out of nowhere, you know, uh, hanging on for dear life trade. Yeah. Uh, and where they really didn't give up anything. I mean, Eric Bledsoe <laughs> no. and some, uh, you know, Justice Winslow, Winslow in a second or something. Keon Johnson and, yeah, yeah. second round. Yeah. I mean, they pretty much gave up nothing. Like, who knows? Keon Johnson's young. Maybe they can develop him to something. But yeah. then you have a Boston Justice Winslow and then you have, you know, Eric Bledsoe, who's on the wrong side of 30, isn't really doing much else. So, no, so no. I mean, uh, and, and again, the bigger part of that, you know, too, I mean, uh, for Raptors fans, if you're, you know, that Gary Trent Jr. trade is even looking better now. Oh, uh, incredible. And if you're a Trailblazers fan, you got to respectfully pull your hair out right now. Because <laughs> you essentially gave up two first-round picks in Gary Trent to get Eric Bedslow. Uh, Bedslow. Bledsoe. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, those other guys. Like, it's I, I, it's pretty ridiculous because, you know, they, they gave a Rocco in this deal as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, who's, you know, he, he's had... 
definitely you know gone down for being like that all NBA defensive guy. Like I, I remember you know we were talking about in one of our very first episodes. You know Chuck Hayes was the analytics king. Yeah, uh, Rocco was like one of the first guys. I remember being like. His advanced metrics are fucking <laughs> wild. Like people are going crazy. Like his shooting stats and his length and his steals. Like, and I was like, okay, these are a lot of numbers, but apparently this guy's good. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was still when he was with Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, you know, Rocco. Hopefully, this will be a, a bit of a rejuvenation for him. But my hope here is, and I mean, even in the video, you know, Paul George was there training. Uh, you know, trying to get some reps in. So. My hopes are that the Clippers aren't going to throw in the towel just yet. Yeah. Kawhi might not come back, but maybe they give it to Paul George and they say, you know what, the West is somewhat open right now. Yeah. There's no, besides the Suns, you know, there's no real team that's uh, that's going to really give you a definite, like, threat. Like, even if though Memphis is a better team, as we kind of just said with the Cavs, like, the Clippers right now, they've got all these veteran guys, and, and we've seen them. They can pretty much play with anybody. Yeah. They can beat anybody uh, you know, just by playing their hearts out there, just knowing how uh, how to win games. I, I could see them upset. I mean, they got to get through the play-in oh, yeah. tournament first, uh, which is also funny that like you know, there's a possibility that the Clippers and the Lakers might have to play in a sudden yeah. death game for, <laughs> to make the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this trade for the Clippers. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, why yeah. not? You're in a win now situation. You got to do something, because uh, as as we were saying in our last pod, I mean, you you can't expect to let a year go by and not think this is going to affect you in some way. Because I mean, they they're really on borrowed time right now, and uh, for Norm to get out of there and go to L.A., I think this could be the rejuvenation he needs, and it could be the rejuvenation and the shot in the arm that the the Clippers needed. Yeah, well, you you were you were uh, it was a sob story last podcast, yeah. Matt. You were you were saying you know waving goodbye to the Clippers and um, and I I was there with you too, but also thinking like the the they can't do as an organization what like another organization uh, you know could do if they didn't have two sideline superstars and no draft picks uh, pretty much at all to speak of, like um, they're you're kind of locked into this team whether you like it or not um, and from a team building perspective uh, you, you still have to keep a good foundation of like vets and guys that are going to perform in the playoffs because uh, as soon as those guys come back, like that's your whole plan. That's, that's what yeah, you gave up yeah. everything to uh, you know, t- to get. And so I, I love this move for the Clippers. Uh, I, I love Norm, Serge Ibaka and, and Kawhi all back together again. Uh, you know, the, the Clippers the team, they, there's just such, <laughs> such haters, man. Oh, man. They just want to be the Raptors in 2019. I know it's, it's ridiculous. I, I I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to, going to try and pry Danny green away from Philly. They're, they're going to get Marcus all up from prying. Spain. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like the, the, for the Clippers, like, yeah, it's such a no brainer trade. Like they, they just so clearly, uh, mm-hmm. uh, had to do it. Basically got these guys for free. No one wants Eric Bledsoe anymore. Um, and, uh, especially if you're the Clippers, if you've got Reggie Jackson and, and other guards that you're, uh, you know, are, are getting more time and you believe in more, um, and yeah. just, as, just as Winslow wasn't, uh, you know, doing much for you either this year. So, uh, no brainer for the Clippers. And the, I don't know what Portland's, doing like I, I think they're getting off of the you know norm money because I, I they're they're probably this offseason going to um you know 
commit to an extension with uh, Anthony Simons, probably, because they... I, really, I would think that they would be a no-brainer for them at this point. Yeah, because they obviously love what they've seen from him uh, so far, and, and he's been, you know... Uh, so incredible shooting the ball. And, uh, so, you know, they need that, that space to kind of deal with him, uh, this off season. But, uh, if you're Dame, I don't know what you think now at this point. And is CJ going to be, uh, on the move next? Because like, he's, he's obviously as always every year around this time in, in a bunch of talks, but I don't know, uh, who would, you know, make that move. I, I thought, maybe a team like Cleveland would take a swing at McCollum if sure. uh, I think they he would have been a good Colin Sexton replacement. hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, you know, like he, he would have kind of done the thing that we're thinking Karis Levert can do, you know, kind of slide in there, uh, be a secondary ball handler, a guy who can score a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but probably on a little higher level, uh, honestly, uh, fit in there as a veteran. Um, and you know, there's, there's maybe some other teams, uh, that would trade for McCollum, but he's just got so much, his contract is so huge still at this point for a guy who, um, I, I just don't think he's worth that much to a lot of teams. Um, sure. And so we'll see. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Dame, I, I don't know what Dame is thinking right now. Like seeing uh, the, the kind of structure of the team kind of stripped down a little bit. I, I think this is only the beginning for Portland, honestly, because yeah. uh, you know, that they're I, I, like we talked about, right. When that uh, Dame injury news came out, it's probably in their best, uh, sort of the best case scenario for them this year in their best interest to uh, tank and try and get a, a decent draft pick moving forward. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see, but it's, 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 I, I, I it's going to be rough out there in Portland for a while. I think, I think this is like the first domino to fall and we'll see how long Nurkic is there. We'll see how long McCollum's there um, and all the other kind of, you know, foundational veteran pieces that, uh, were there with you know that that Dame team that that just couldn't quite get over the hump because um, yeah. I think they're finally starting to slowly hit that reset button um, and uh, we'll we'll see where they go from here. Well, you know what, man, we said hashtag free LeBron, hashtag free Dame. Also, I know. I add know. that on the onto the email chain. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's the Portland really just fucked themselves over in this. Honestly, Portland screwed Portland. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what else to even say on it. Like uh, the the mis this mishandling of this franchise by the you know the the head ops there is like abysmal. It's laughable. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with some of these moves. Like you know, I never thought of them as like an incompetent franchise, but this yeah. past pretty much six seven months has just been like okay, so you are unwilling to sign people for big money. You're not willing to trade until like you're getting absolutely fleeced like that's all you could get for norm like i know uh, he, I he know. hadn't he didn't have like the crazy numbers or anything to back them up but i mean like you gotta at least value him and try to get some back some some of your returns back because yeah, i yeah. mean like again as i said the, to start the segment off like you gave up a, a young guy who's now looking like he could be you know uh you know uh, one of the best uh shooting guards yeah, uh yeah. offensively in the league uh you know uh, has gone on some hot shooting nights and then again, uh, you give up two first round picks, you know, that would really have helped right now yeah. uh, in the situation they're in to get Rocco, who honestly really never did anything for them. Like, Not I think really. this has kind of been the worst stretch of his career. Yeah. He's on the wrong side of 30 as well. So you got your money roped into the wrong places, the wrong guys at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it's fair to Dame. Like, I, I, no. I think that, but at the same time, I said the Trailblazers screw the Trailblazers. Dame screwed Dame. 
I saw yeah, something you, he said the other day. I don't even know if it was real, but he said something like, captains go down with the ship and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I don't respect that. You're just no. stupid and like you don't want to like try. Like, are you afraid to go outside of Oregon? Is there right, something that yeah. like is holding you there? Uh, that we like, I, I, I don't really get. Like, it was cool at first. Like, okay, yeah, like loyalty. And but again, as I've said it before, uh, and if I haven't get like listen closely, everybody, <laughs> loyalty is overrated. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying go to a 73 and nine team. Uh, but I, you know. Do what's best for you. Do try to go to a winning situation. Yeah. Go, you know, go chase that money. I'm not going to be, you know, mad that you do that. Yeah. Sitting there and just making, you know, little rap songs and stuff and being like, <laughs> okay, this is good enough. I'm, uh, I'm cool to, you know, be an all star, be an all NBA guy, be, you know, that guy, one, one of the, the guys who'd be most remembered. Oh, he was so loyal. What have been cool if he got a ring? And it's like, yeah. You really want to be the what if guy? You never want to be the what if guy. Yeah, no, no. And honestly, like, uh, I I wouldn't level this criticism at him, but like, he he signed his supermax, uh, so you mm-hmm. know he, he's got his money. And you know, if if you were if you were wanting to be sort of critical of him, you'd uh, say, uh, yeah, you can call it loyalty, but like, where's your sort of will to win? Like, there's there's other situations. Um, and as I've mentioned before, I, I, I think, I, I'm not sure how many podcasts back, but whenever we last talked about the Blazers, like a Lillard deal, uh, whatever package the Blazers would get back for him, uh, would probably be better for them as a franchise going forward, um, sure. than just holding on to Lillard through this weird, awkward stretch where, you know, they're not going to really be able to compete, uh, with the team that's around him. So like, it would, it would, if, if you're really loyal to Portland, uh, you know, let your go be free, uh, let them exactly. get in, you know, a, a new start with with some young players, whoever you know, they would get back for you in a trade. Um, and well, you know, and go, when go Anthony and Simons, he's only twenty-one, yeah. I believe, he's balling out. Let like obviously he could be your like new starting point guard. Exactly. It's not like you're you lacking the depth. No, just yeah. do it. Yeah. But and the other part that sucks with the Trailblazers, no health. Maybe no. they need to you know check the team <laughs> doctors out too. I mean, it looks yeah. like it's uh, you know the the fish rots from the head. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm really really starting to you know. I'm really starting to lose faith in the Portland. I'm starting to lose faith in, you know, how Dame's career is going to end up shaking out. Yeah. Uh, which is sad because, again, one of my favorite players uh, yeah. in, in the league for a long time to watch. Like uh, I, one of the best point guards uh, I've seen. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's, there comes a point where you can't just keep making excuses and saying next year, next year. It's, uh, know. you know, it's put, it's, it's put up or shut up time. Yeah. Uh, and, and if he, this is obviously kind of a wash year, but next year, you know, Dame's really even got to, he's got to step on the gas for Portland or he's got to step on the gas out of Portland and, you know, find himself a new, a new landing spot. Cause right now it's, it, 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 it I, I think this whole mess, honestly, it doesn't help them long term either. I don't think if I was a no, player, no. I'd want to go to Portland. No, no, my God. It's not I, a sexy destination anyways. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, in, in theory, in years past, playing with Dame would be, uh, would have been great and i mean we we i i don't think they were like they, they were never the hottest uh free agent destination but you know they, they got interest up there and then they had you know signings here and there they they botched a lot of the uh especially in that two, 2016 summer when they signed alan freaking crab um yeah, like they, yes, they, yes. they made a lot of mistakes obviously but like play, yeah playing with damian lillard was seen as a good thing but like now i i don't know anyone who'd be excited to to go up there uh just with and it's not even to do with Lillard. It's just everyone else on that team. Like it's they they've mm-hmm, tried mm-hmm. it. It's clearly not not gonna work. Um, and the Lillard McCollum pairing, uh, so much money still roped up between those two guys. Like McCollum still got three years left. 
uh, and and four more for for Lillard. Like uh, there's they've they've got to change something up here. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping that there's more to come so that everyone can kind of move past this. Um, and yeah, maybe yeah. it can be you know what if McCollum does end up going, if Nurkic ends up going, maybe that does make it easier for Lillard to say you know walk into the front office and say okay, uh, I'm I'm not going to sit here through a you know a full on rebuild. Uh, let's see where you, you you guys can get me to. Um, so you know I'm I'm hoping that's the outcome. I think that's a pretty likely outcome, but you never fucking know uh, what's going to yeah, go on up yeah. there till till it's actually happening. So we'll we'll see. Well, Portland uh, down in the dumps, but uh, the Clippers showing signs of life. It's like a phoenix burnt, yeah. burning and rising from the ashes of uh, the Trailblazers organization. Comes Norman Powell and Rocco in the the red, white, and blue. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll it'll be interesting to watch. Hopefully, the you know the Clippers can put something together, uh, and you know. Hopefully those two second round picks and Justice Winslow and Bledsoe turn the the franchise around. Yeah, here we go. Uh, in Portland, uh, you know this is what they've been needing. I've been saying for years <laughs> they need Eric Bledsoe. Um, to to shift our focus quickly now, uh, this is a segment I've been wanting to do for like weeks, weeks and weeks. I've been craving the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, and I've been like, no, holster the gun, don't do it. <laughs> we can't do this yet. Well, we gotta wait. Nobody cares about it until right beforehand. We're trying to get those downloads. You better be hitting that download rate five star. Come on, help yeah, us out. Come here. on. Um, but uh, we'd like to debut a new segment uh, for the uh, the the NBA trade deadline: uh, buyers, sellers, or boring. Where uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pitch out a uh, an NBA team currently right now as it stands. Uh, to Flegel, and he's going to answer if he thinks they should be buyers, sellers, or boring uh, in the uh, the NBA trade deadline. And I love, the it, first I love team, it. I love it. The first team I want to throw at you here, Jordan, because uh, I think this one could get a little crazy. Uh, officially, uh, right, right as of right now, on an eight-game losing streak, uh, <laughs> they were uh, looked at as the uh, the championship uh, contenders, uh, championship favorites going into the season. But with Kevin Durant going down to injury. And Kyrie part time, things have not been working out. I believe James Harden was actually out tonight uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, in their uh, their their twenty point blowout, blowout to the Nuggets. To the, Nuggets. Um, the Brooklyn Nets buyers, sellers, or boring Jordan. Oh man. Well, they can't be actual sellers, obviously. When you've got Kevin Durant, uh, you know still uh gonna gonna come back hopefully soon you've got Kyrie Irving finally playing at least a little bit when the hell mm-hmm. is Joe Harris supposed to come back do you have intel on that I haven't heard anything no because I'm they to need that guy yeah yeah because you know they're, they're really missing him they, they they've got all these old fucking guys that that you know b- between Blake and and uh freaking James Johnson out there playing actually meaningful minutes you got LaMarcus Aldridge like all these guys struggling through this regular season um but you know they they are built in theory as a championship team so they can't actually you know uh, go on a selling spree but mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the talk uh, the the James Harden uh, and Ben Simmons talk which again Steve Nash I think said it was either today or yesterday someone's flat out asked him at one of his press conferences are, we, are you guys going to trade James Harden he says no um but I don't I, buy it. I, 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 yeah, I don't know because there's been so many conflicting reports. Uh, who the hell knows what's going to happen? But all I know is on paper, James Harden to Philly uh, for a Ben Simmons centered mm-hmm. package makes a lot of sense, especially if it's true that James Harden's unhappy. And James Harden can go and and there can be he can say all he wants that he's he, all he's telling his Nets teammates is that you know he he wants to be in Brooklyn, he wants to compete for a championship, he wants to stay there, yada yada. There's too much smoke. There's too much smoke about him being pissed off and yeah, uh, yeah. you know th- 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 there's too much there for me to just 
uh, not believe it at all. So uh, I I definitely think uh, if the the these two guys like the the two sides are apparently talking right now um if if uh you know all signs are pointing to that um and we'll see if they can get the deal done i mean it's it's a pretty simple uh you know harden for simmons and then you'd need uh you know going to brooklyn you need to probably send danny green as well uh that's one of the only kind of mid-level contracts that would make the money work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that would be i think that would be a great move for brooklyn uh because you know provided ben simmons can uh, right away, kind of get in, try and get in the flow of things and um, play that sort of, whether you play him sort of at the three or at the five maybe sometimes next yep, to KD. Yep. Uh, well, they, then, they have one center pretty much, one yeah. true center, and they're, they're already undersized. Like Ben Simmons might as well be the center. Yeah, exactly. And I think he'd do great in that kind of small ball Draymond role uh, to sort of facilitate on the short roll, uh, you know, be in that dunker spot, and then uh, someone with young legs who can push it in transition. Um, and then I think Danny Green would be a really good pickup for the Nets too, like another guy with championship experience who can shoot the ball and can defend. Um, so, you know, on paper it works. But uh, like Steve Nash said today, as much as, uh, yeah, I, I don't buy it either. Uh, gun to my head, I don't think James Harden's being traded. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, but, but the Nets can't even fucking be be uh, buyers, really. They, they don't really have, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know who the hell they would send out uh, to, you know, to, to pick anyone up. I, I can't see any other sort of scenarios where they're making any other significant trades. So mm-hmm, going to have mm-hmm. to go with boring here, Matt, uh, as much as they aren't boring. Uh, I don't, I don't think buying or selling is really going to, going to happen for the Nets as much as I would love it to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that I, I and in the, in the grand scheme of things, I think a, like a Harden for Simmons or a Harden for, uh, you know, we'll get to it later on, uh, you know, uh, there's the, just hardened at almost anywhere else. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think that if you're moving a big guy to get someone big back, I think that counts as buying. I think that's like that's at yeah, least yeah. bartering. Yeah, uh, that's we true. Can, yeah. Uh, but uh, to move to the to the next team, uh, you know, only uh, you know they were uh, two games away from making an NBA Finals appearance last season, and uh, a really rough start started to catch fire here for a little bit. But now they're uh, they're kind of tempering a little bit. But uh, they're tenth in the East. Uh, as we currently are recording, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, you know, they've got Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, and a bunch of other young guys. Uh, we've already seen them make a move for, uh, uh, they already moved Cam Reddish. Uh, yeah. Do you think that they should be buyers, sellers, or boring come to the deadline? I, I think they, they got to be buyers because I don't think it's the right time to uh, sort of throw in the towel uh, and, and, sell anyone sell anyone else kind of of value like I, I don't think i know john collins has been linked to a lot of other teams and has been in yeah. trade rumors now for a while um but i i think they gotta try somehow to upgrade this team because as we've said a bunch of times they can they have the contracts they have like four different wings still even with the reddish um mm-hmm. you know contract now gone um they they've they've still got sort of the issue of having it seems like one too many guys, like too many guys for McMillan to choose between. Um, they they are kind of moving further and further away from that winning formula they had last year. And I know, you know, in the playoffs, they they just kind of caught fire uh, through the second half of the year and into the playoffs. But um, I think another move to actually 
bring somebody in who's going to get playing time, not like the Reddish move, which was just to bring back Knox, who uh, is, I, I don't think, going to be a big part of the future or even this year yeah. uh, for, for, the, for the Hawks. Um, really does, uh, the Shanghai Sharks jersey already made. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he really doesn't move the needle. But uh, another guy, like whether you package, I mean, Gallinari, uh, he, he's doing nothing for you right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even, uh, I, I like, I, I'm not sure if, Capella can even be traded right now, but um, if if you you know could get something for him at some point because you've got a Kongu playing so well, like there's there's so many different trades uh, that in theory the the Hawks could make, and I know their GM is uh, ready to make those moves. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he came out and said it was maybe a mistake to bring back as many guys as he did. Um, so I do expect them to kind of get busy uh, at the trade bit sure. deadline and, and bring someone in. And um, yeah, like with the success they had last year and the sort of, you know, Trey Young uh, squarely sort of in his prime now, you could say, or at least, you know, ascending to that. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think that they're in a position to, you know, kind of throw away a year um, and not try and upgrade. So I think they're going to be buyers, but I, I just have no idea exactly what they're going to do, whether it's kind of a smaller move to package a few of their wings um, or if it's uh, a Collins trade uh, because a lot of teams mm-hmm. could use him. Yeah, well, I think that Trey Young's too much of a competitor. I think that, you yeah. know, they... Then they know that, and they're trying to reward his hard work, and they want. They, 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 I think that it would be more embarrassing for them to miss the playoffs uh, this year. Yeah. That they can sell out. Uh, like I think that they have to go. Like even if you know yeah. it ends up long long term being maybe a, a, a stupid move, I think you have to take that risk because yeah. you've seen you know with the guys you have, you have the chance, you have the you know the possibility to make these pushes. So. Uh, I mean, obviously they kind of got a nice, uh, a nice situation in the, the, the bracket last year, getting the Knicks yeah. in the first and then the, the Ben Simmons, like floundering in on themselves, uh, yeah. in Philly in the second. Uh, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see what they can do here. Uh, I mean, yeah, but that, that, and I, I, I like that, you know, you mentioned it, like they have so many tradable guys that would be attractive for teams, uh, all for, you know, different reasons. Uh, and, and they could get traded for someone of equal value they don't have to give up like future assets like you could trade you know uh you could do like a a tobias harris for john collins straight up i know that that's been floated around uh or at least you know john collins tobias harris and trade talks uh, or even you know trying to get ben simmons uh and throwing in a couple of these other guys so uh no i i like the hawks as buyers for sure uh i think that they're gonna be uh they're i think they should be uh but i think they definitely will be uh aggressive around the deadline here well, what do you think about this one, Matt? Because uh, I put it in the trade machi- machine. Uh, I was thinking of a way to get Simmons to Atlanta, but without giving up uh, John Collins for the Hawks, if you wanted to hold okay. on to him too. Uh, so Simmons would go to Atlanta, and the 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 Sixers would get Gallo, DeAndre Hunter, and Kevin Huerter, uh, and maybe you know tra- uh, or you know picks uh, coming one side to the other, uh, you know to to sweeten the deal for somebody, but. Um, but centered around Simmons for for Gallo, Hunter, and Huerter. Like, would that? What, what do you think of that haul for Simmons if if you're Philly? I I mean, it's not a horrible one. I think that Philly wouldn't do it though, based yeah, on you know the crazy demand. Too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they like they would need you know uh, like because they wouldn't have any interest or need for Capella. Uh, it would yeah. really be John and even John Collins. I don't think fits well on that team as I've said yeah. before. Uh, even though they seem to keep being linked. Uh, unless they want to give up like two future unprotected picks or something and include a third team in there to get another pick somehow. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I think that for, if, if Atlanta does, you know, cause they have been linked to Simmons, if they want to get in there and they want to mix it up in the, that trade talks, they're going to have to throw John Collins on there. At yeah, the minimum. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but, I thought so too. But I mean, like, if you, if you're just looking at it from the sort of Simmons perspective that he's giving you a zero right now, sure, like, yeah, getting yeah. Gallo in there, you can actually he's. If he if he's gonna be okay playing next to any other big man in the league, it's gonna be Joel Embiid who sure. can cover up yeah. all his defensive, you know, the 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 liability that he is at this point. But a guy who can still stretch the floor, and then you know, Hunter and Hort are two young guys who can uh, I think would you know benefit well playing, especially in Herder's case, next to uh, Embiid. You know, a, a guy with you know good size who can shoot the ball. Yeah, so yeah. there's definitely, definitely better packages out there, yeah. but but. You know, that's it's one they they maybe would consider, but again, I I I don't know what the hell Daryl's thinking uh, right yeah, now. Yeah. Anyway, so no idea. I think all three of those guys are good system fits, also yeah. in the Philly. So I mean, uh, would would be easy transitions for them at least. Um, the next team I want to talk to you about, team that we've talked about before. Uh, you know, we've kind of hinted at where we think that they should go. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks currently sitting at the the five seed in the West. Uh, you know, with a lot of money ro- roped up to Kristaps and Luca, and uh, you know they've got a little bit of expenditure, and uh, but not a ton of you know tradable contract. But they have room to make some uh, some moves here. Yeah. You know, Luka Doncic probably a top five player in the NBA. He can uh, he can win you a series. We've seen him uh, you know come very very close to doing it against uh, some tough teams. Yeah. Uh, pretty much just the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but still, uh, you know, Luka's shown he can do it. Uh, you know, Kristaps is uh, you know hit or miss, but you know he he's he's been playing well enough at this point. Yeah. Do you think they should be buyers, sellers, or boring? <sighs> well, I, I think I, I I'm assuming they're considering trading Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure if you would sort of classify that as, uh, you know, w- whether that would be a sell or kind of a buy. Like, I don't know who you'd get back. He's making $20 million, um, mm-hmm. and g- dealing with an injury lately. I don't know who would really want to pick him up. So I guess that would... Uh, <sighs> I guess that would fall under like a sell, uh, but you know, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I definitely am in the camp that the uh, Mavs, if you're the Mavs, you don't want to waste Luca's time. Uh, you're, you're kind of playing a dangerous game. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you're not going to surround him as quickly as possible with the best team. Um, but I just, I don't know. I would be very sort of weary about giving up someone like Brunson, who's another guy who's been in a lot of trade talks. A lot of teams obviously would, uh, you know, would 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 love to get him as a more traditional point guard, like I've I've mm-hmm. mentioned him, you know, with the Celtics before and so many other teams. But um, and as much as I've also said, you know, he, he alongside Luca, his skills are kind of uh, overshadowed a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still like a really really good piece for you uh, this year. And I, I just I don't know if there's a clear cut way to make the Mavs better right now um and unless you think that you know once his contract's up brunson's going to to leave like if, if you're in a position to pay him um and, and have him stay then then great um if, if, unless you think he's going to leave then i i wouldn't i wouldn't I, I don't think i would pull the trigger so i don't know i think as as much as I'd, I'd like them to make an upgrade somewhere i just don't see how they they would do it so for me sure, i think it's going to yeah. be a pretty boring trade deadline for the mavericks I, I don't see them making any moves but um i i think it does all come down specifically with brunson uh, their kind of most important guy who's, who's on an expiring here, um, you know, whether or not he communicates to them that that uh, he wants to stay and, and they're willing to pay him his number. And, you know, he's he's probably going to be at around like the, the Fred Van Vliet number uh, because, you know, he's he's a really valuable, valuable guy. And I think a lot of other teams would, uh, you know, value him and, and be willing to, you know, to pay him between that sort of 10 and 20. What's Van Vliet making right now? Do you know a year like probably I think close to 20? 
Yeah, close. To, yeah, close to twenty. And so you know, around there, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what kind of market he gets in the off season. But um, yeah, other than the Brunson move, if they decide to do that, I can't see them doing anything else. Yeah, yeah, I I think that that would be smart for them. And again, kind of same thing with like the the James Harden. I mean, as long as they're kind of coming away with the better player, I think that you know Brunson would uh, a move to get like a better upgrade that they would need. Like uh, if they could somehow swing again, I think I, I we've talked about this trade before actually specifically. Uh, but I, you know, I don't think they would do it. But who knows? Now they've moved Karis LeVert. Maybe the Pacers would take on Jalen Brunson uh, and switch yeah. him out for Miles Turner, uh, yeah. which would be a, a perfect. Perfect upgrade, and that'd be a scary, uh, you know, front court with the length of Kristaps uh, and Miles Turner out there, yeah, both can stretch sure. the floor. I think that would be kind of the the dream for Mavericks fans at this point. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that's unlikely. You know, they'd probably have to find a way to swing, you know, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. in there as well, just for some kind of more, you know, make the money work as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Mavericks right now. They're kind of in a they're in a tough spot. I think that you know they just don't have the the money in the right spots. But yeah, I think if they can find a way to make a any kind of an upgrade, I think they should do it because you know what, in the end of the day, it's going to come down to one or two points that uh, might win them a series. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, build around Luca because I think with with him, you probably have a, a shot to beat any team. Uh, so I think it, it, again, as we said, they're dark horse contenders. Uh, yep. You know, might as well go for it. Um, the next team I want to bring up, so a team that hasn't really had relatively any playoff success historically in their entire franchise's history, which is, you know, <laughs> depressing, but I mean, Hey, uh, you know, we, we were, it's not like we're fans of them, so it's, uh, it doesn't affect <laughs> me much, but, uh, you know, they haven't made the playoffs since their Jimmy Butler saga slash Wiggins era. Um, but, uh, the mini Minnesota Timberwolves, yeah. um, you know, sitting at the seven seed right now, they've actually been playing pretty strong. Uh, you know, cat looks amazing. He's an all-star. Anthony Edwards has been a beast. Uh, and even D'Angelo Russell, you know, has actually been pretty solid in, you know, his third option role. He's not, uh, yeah. he hasn't been, uh, you know, I, I had the ball hog that I thought he would, uh, you know, kind of try to be uh, yeah. when he was there. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the Timberwolves, you know, they're, they're kind of in the play-in bubble still right now, but they could, you know, j- jump up to six depending on how things roll out. Do you think they should yeah. be buyers, sellers, or boring? I think you got to buy if you're the Timberwolves. Uh, I think you got to you got to go all in uh, on this season because you mentioned it. They have not had much luck at all in the mm-hmm. uh, basically since Kevin Garnett was there uh, in the making the playoffs department. They've they've been pretty horrible, um, kind of in competition with that that purple team in in Cali that we don't yep. talk about. Yeah. Um. And uh, but this year, like you've you've got things working for you. You've got. Uh, between freaking you know Anthony Edwards and and Cat having a great season and you're right D'Lo playing better than I think people expected and f- fitting in better uh, mainly um, yes, and yeah. you've you've got your young guys like between McDaniel's and uh, Akogi and you know all all your sort of defensive minded personnel that you've tried to sort of insert there with your offensive guys like it, it's been working like it's uh they're they're not at the top of the west by any stretch but no uh, no. uh you know a, a season like this is uh a, a revelation for for minnesota uh yeah, you know yeah. at least so far so um i i think you gotta buy i i don't know i don't know exactly where to go obviously uh we've talked about ben simmons uh being a a pretty okay fit uh with with the timberwolves being a defensive-minded guy next to ant um, and being able to to take on a lot of those defensive assignments uh, that that f- uh, Minnesota's kind of struggled with in the past, uh, especially you know with the wealth of big 
strong wings uh, in the West. Like they don't really yeah. have a stopper uh, once once they you know knock on wood they do get into the playoffs or even in the play in uh, you know they're they're going to have trouble with with any anyone like that that they come up against. So uh, I, again, like the the salaries would work with between uh, D'Angelo Russell plus McDaniel's or Vanderbilt or even a Kogi like any other one one other young player and whether you need to throw in a pick. Uh, you know, to make it worth it for Philadelphia, yeah, um, yeah. that's that's an option because uh, Delo is right there, right around that thirty million number. Um, and so, if you're Philly again, uh, I'm, I'm sure this has been offered already, and you've said no because uh, I think it's kind of pretty close to a no-brainer if if I'm the Wolves because uh, it's you you have not uh, you know uh, other than Cat and Anthony Edwards, you haven't really had a good sort of draft history like young players like Ben Simmons who are under contract uh it's it's hard for you to get that if you're Minnesota sure, so yeah. um and and Delo I, I don't think you need to uh, you know be, I, I don't think anyone would be crying uh you know giving him up uh, as useful as he's been so far so um that's I I think that's still kind of on the short list as one of the best Ben Simmons destinations but I I think it's just not quite enough uh it wouldn't be quite enough for philly uh because I, I don't think you'd you'd believe that much in d'angelo russell or any of the other young guys that they can offer um i i don't think it, it would quite get you there but uh just in general whether it's ben simmons or or, or someone else i i'm not sure exactly where you'd, you'd want to have that upgrade um but I, I think minnesota should be aggressive at the deadline trying to get maybe one more veteran in there um uh, to sort of help them through the you know the the play in and through the early parts of the playoffs because they are still a pretty young team overall with yeah, not a lot of yeah. playoff experience uh, like other teams we're talking about. Well, I've heard them kind of linked to Marcus Smart as well. Weirdly yeah. enough, like a Patrick Beverly for Marcus Smart, which is pretty much just getting like a better version of Patrick yeah. Beverly, younger <laughs> yeah. frame, bigger body, uh, which you know would be a good fit. Uh, no, yeah, come I in there and help them out because yeah. uh, you know they they've got the offense. They they really struggle defensively though. Uh, yeah. The Timberwolves do. Uh, which again is why Ben Simmons would be such a perfect pickup. Uh, yeah. the, the trade that I was going to show uh, show to you that I thought was a a, be- a beautiful trade because I kind of disagree with you. I think D'Angelo Russell would be amazing for the Sixers right now. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think he would be kind of nice to have. You know, you 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 probably start him over Maxi because you know Maxi's been working on it. You know, he's got a a reliable jump shot, but not yeah. you know anything that's uh you know not crazy. Uh, he's not like a Steph Curry guy. He's not pulling up from wherever. He's not gonna be uh, yeah. yeah somebody you want shooting all the time. Uh, whereas you know D'Lo, we know he's got the strap, so uh, he's got the green light most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, I mean, you you could get uh you know a couple firsts from Timberwolves as well uh, as part of this deal. So, I mean, yeah. you know, you get the assets plus D'Angelo Russell who would, you know, space the floor well and play make. I think the pick and roll between him and Embiid would be good, you know, because D'Lo and Cat can work well together. So you would assume it would kind of go the the same way. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like D'Lo's fit there. And I love, uh, you know, I definitely agree with you that Ben Simmons would be a perfect guy, uh, especially just defensively uh, with the Timberwolves. But the, the trade yeah. that I had written up uh, would be uh, D'Lo, Malik Beasley, and Torian Prince. For Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. <laughs> okay, uh, but okay, the, now the, we're talking. The Timberwolves right. would probably throw in, as I believe uh, the reports when they said that the, there was rumors circulating that the Timberwolves were trying to get in on the Ben Simmons trade uh, yeah. talks. It was They said something about uh, two first-round picks would be somehow thrown in there. Uh, right. So we'll, we'll assume under those pretenses that they're able to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I, th- I like the Timberwolves as buyers right now. Uh, I, I like anyone as a buyer. I, I want you to, to go hard. 
Not uh, many sellers <laughs> this year. Like I, I don't think there's there's that many. Uh, it's too open. Pretty obvious sell. Yeah, it's especially with the play-in now. Like mm-hmm. the, there's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to find sellers. If anyone was, should be a buyer, it should be the Thunder. Might as well just get something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. or just keep sitting on those picks and bogarting it for the rest of the year. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, lots and lots of other teams uh, that we could possibly be going over, and uh, you know, we'll 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 recap and see who ends up going where on uh, on Friday. Uh, yeah. But now, you know, we just want we're gonna rate on a scale of one to ten uh, where we think uh, or how likely we think these big name players uh, are going to be traded uh, and why. Uh, we've already talked about quite a few of these guys, uh, but one of the ones I wanted to throw out here first and foremost. He was benched again late in uh he was benched oh, in overtime. Crowds booing him. He's bricking these why is he still doing these bank shots? Uh where he doesn't even hit the rim. Uh <laughs> Mr. Russell Westbrook, uh, come on down to the trade talk lobby. Uh Jordan, I know he's got a big contract and he's pretty much shot himself in the foot any chance he's gotten to to help himself up here. Uh, where do you rank him on a scale of one to ten? One being not likely at all, and ten he's packing his bags tomorrow. <sighs> I, I I want it to be a ten. I wish it was a ten, yeah, but yeah. I gotta go with three. Yeah. I, I gotta go with. I, I I honestly right away thought maybe one, but I think there's still some hope um, mm-hmm. that he can. And I I love how I'm calling it hope. But like I think everyone everyone uh, or at least a lot of people want to see him. Uh, somewhere else uh you know especially to see the lakers with anyone but him right yeah, now I, th- but, I think that's more what it is it's less yeah. <laughs> of wanting to see westbrook yeah. somewhere else it's just wanting westbrook to be somewhere else yeah exactly yeah so uh you know and, and hopefully we can all kind of manifest it uh mm-hmm. if, if enough people want it we can you know we can move the stars out there we can do it but uh it just doesn't seem likely to me he makes too much money that you can't get anyone who in god's name is going to talk themselves into trading for West, Russell Westbrook at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to say, Matt, I just want to say, I don't know if you caught this, but Bobby Marks is an ESPN kind of insider, uh, front office insider, used to work in the front office, now he writes for ESPN. He went on the Zach Lowe podcast last week and he brought up a Russell Westbrook to the Knicks trade. <laughs> um, uh, basically, the, yeah, the Lakers I've would get Kemba, too. they would get Fournier, they get Alec Burks. That would be kind of the main package. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Knicks would get Westbrook and a 2027 first round pick, which is uh, hilarious, but that's probably the the, mo- the earliest first round pick the Lakers can, can give probably, out. 2027, um, it may be valuable. Well, exactly. That's what everyone's kind of scoffing at it. That's that's exactly what they said on the podcast. Um, you know, it's it might be a pretty damn good pick. Uh, it's uh, in here. He's got it being top fourteen protected. So you know, it's mm-hmm, not sure. completely unprotected. But um, you know, that's that's the 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 package that would be uh, you know the center of the package. And Zach Lowe heard it. He he kind of took a moment. He was kind of taken aback. Uh, he, he apparently had never heard it before. But wait, Matt. But wait, okay, because I have the receipts on December nineteenth. <laughs> mm. I was tweeting out. Fun trades for every team, a kind of crazy trades that every team should, team should make. And I proposed the following trade, okay, Matt? The Knicks, they would get Russell Westbrook and two second-round picks. One of them is Chicago's, um, and I believe that's uh, this this year coming up. They were, they were mm-hmm. pretty early second-round picks, not 2027. Um, and the Lakers would get Kemba, Alec Burks. Uh, 
uh, Evan Fournier and Nerlens Noel. So slightly different, but pretty much the same trade. And I want to know uh, what what where Bobby Marks gets off, you know, stealing my idea, and not giving me any sort of credit. Hey, uh, big dog ball talk's been getting absolutely hammered. This, this season, is ridiculous. Man. This is we've fucking had all ridiculous. these takes way before all these fucking big names. December nineteenth, man. Yeah. That that's 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 a hell of a long time ago. This was in my brain. Yeah. I was sitting on it, uh, and I I want. Uh, whether it's compensation, you Residuals, know, a shout man. out, anything, I, I, I need something. Uh, I'm going to lose my mind here because, so, yeah, uh, that's. But, but, you know, to 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 sort of talk about the, if we're going to talk about Westbrook trades, that's maybe one that could maybe happen. And I, you know, that's why I did, I, I did call it kind of like a crazy thing because I still do mm-hmm. think it's more than likely that he's with the Lakers, um, as as much as that probably pains LeBron and the rest of the Lakers brass. Uh, to to kind of come to that realization. I think maybe if there was one trade that was going to go through, unless it's another John Wall for Russell Westbrook swap, maybe the Knicks could talk themselves into it because uh, they're not having the uh, the best season themselves. Uh, and I think they're kind of falling below the expectations that they set for themselves, which are probably yeah. too high. Um, but, you know, you get a kind of guy that's going to, well, if he plays well, the Knicks fans are going to love him. If he does what he's doing on the Lakers, he's going to get absolutely destroyed. But he at least brings some energy um, and can be a guy who sort of plays that point guard position, which they haven't had uh, sort of a top-tier talent play through this kind of stretch. Like, they've had to deal with Derrick Rose, and now Kembo's not really working out. So maybe. I'm crossing my fingers. Maybe my trade, yeah, I'm calling it my trade, could uh, could happen here. Well, no, and I and again, I actually I do like that trade uh, more now than then. Uh, I did like it then yeah. still, uh, but even now, I think it's even better uh, for it to, to. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen now. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think Kemba again. All they need is a fucking guard that can shoot and play make. I know. It's <laughs> all they need. They don't need a guy. They, they, they Kemba knows his limits right now. He's not gonna do anything yeah. crazy. He's not gonna be forcing anything. We just just let. Kemba get the rock, shoot some threes, and you know, uh, get the ball to LeBron and AD. That's all he needs and, to do. And forget Kemba for a second. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But having Evan Fournier and Alec Burks, you oh, don't think well, the sure. Lakers would fucking yeah. die to have both of those guys? Oh, yeah. Like Fournier shooting been, Burks. Yeah, yeah. Like, like my God, the Lakers. Oh, it's just crazy to think that that's that's how the salaries work themselves out. This guy yeah. Russell Westbrook, we've been criticizing all year. That's how much fucking money he makes. Three, yeah. you know, three pretty decent rotation players worth. Uh, that's what you got to give up. To yeah, and, and, and I think on the other uh, side for the Knicks, I mean, it's about time to just throw in the towel. People will buy <laughs> yeah. Westbrook Knicks jerseys. You'll be good. Oh, You'll will. make some money, and then you can deal with it in the off season. But yeah, it's a uh, like Julius Randle's pissed. I mean, him and Russell Westbrook would be the all time worst fit ever, yeah. both chemistry wise <laughs> as well as like play style wise. So I kind of want to see that explosion uh, oh God, in New awesome. York. Uh, yeah. I mean, the league's always better when the Knicks suck. Uh, yeah. The next guy I want to throw out there. I wouldn't exactly call him a star, but he's definitely a bigger name player, uh, a guy who, you know, kind of made a disappointing career choice. But I mean, he got the bag, so I don't blame him. Uh, yeah. But Jeremy Grant uh, has yeah. been t- part of tons and tons of uh, different trade packages and scenarios uh, over the past month or so. Uh, so, I mean, Jordan, uh, what would you rate it one to ten uh, for Jeremy Grant? Because personally, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty high up on that scale, man. Yeah, I'm going like seven or eight, probably. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's the one of the few guys that uh, almost any contender would want, and it makes sense for the Pistons to trade him. Like, they're yep. they're not going to go anywhere in the next couple of years when he's going to be still, you know, smack in the middle of his prime. And by the time you know, Cade and whatever other young guys they've they've kind of decided to build around and develop, um, you know, once they're ready to actually win, uh, 
Jeremy Grant's going to probably be gone anyway, or, you know, not part of their, their future, certainly at that point. So, you know, I, I think his stock now, like if you're Detroit, I think his stock now is the highest it's probably ever going to be because, uh, like we just said, there's not a lot of sellers right now. Uh, there's not a lot of, uh, guys, uh, you know, on, on decent contracts that could help uh, a contending team. So mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think he's definitely going to get moved. I hope he gets moved. Um, Utah is a place I think he would be great, uh, you know, going to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what Utah has to give up now because their trade chip that I think was at least semi-valuable or, you know, at least uh, teams who wanted kind of a good veteran guy this year to play, you know, we're, we're talking about Joe Ingles, uh, you know, he's down with injury now pretty significantly with that, uh, you know, knee injury that's going to sideline him now for a while. Um, but uh, he was an expiring deal. Maybe the Pistons, uh, you know, w- would would still be willing to to, to make that move. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 honestly, any other contending team, uh, you know, could could use a guy like Jeremy Grant. The Bulls could use him. Um, and uh, you know, there's there's uh, definitely I, w- I would put it at around a seven or eight because uh, it just doesn't make sense for me uh, why he would stay in Detroit, why he would want to. Uh, it, it was kind of surprising, like you said, that he even went there in the first place. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, uh, re- respect to him uh, too, like for the decision, because I think they're they're uh, Dwayne Casey. He, he said it was important to him to to play for a black coach, and I yeah. believe the the front office. Uh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, but you know, the, the the guy who runs the Pistons at at this point in time is also you know African American. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, could be wrong for that. Please, please, uh, you know, let me know if I am. But um, you know, he, he there was sort of reasons bigger than basketball that he wanted to go to Detroit. So uh, you know, respect to him for that obviously but uh in terms of sort of the the fit on this team and the timeline going forward it just doesn't make sense for him and i i think there's yeah there's tons of teams that would love to get their hands on him because mm-hmm. he's uh he, he would help almost anybody anybody out well a team that i think would be a great fit uh and he's at, he was actually linked to i believe in the off season as well uh but the boston celtics i think could put together a, a nice little package uh to get jeremy yeah. grant i think he'd be a great third option uh, to take some pressure off of, uh, you know, uh, Tatum and Brown. Because, uh, you know, I don't think either one of them are getting moved. I know people like to float that around, but uh, that, that would yeah. be an off-season move for sure. No chance that they would move either one of them right now. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if you, uh, for instance, this is something I, I, I whipped up on the spot here, like a Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, and, uh, you know, a future protected first uh, for Jeremy Grant. Yeah. You could make that move. I think both teams would be happy with it. Uh, Marcus Smart, you know, he's still got uh, some years left on his deal. So, I mean, I don't yeah. think he'd be around for the long haul for the Pistons. But you get another veteran guard, kind of like Corey Joseph over there, that can help out and, uh, you know, coach these guys up, uh, you know, in the locker room. Uh, and then, you know, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, you can develop them a little bit more. I know Grant Williams is getting a little bit older. Uh, yeah. Still seems like a young guy, though. Uh, but I know, you know, the basketball nerds out there, he's kind of like the the new and improved Chuck Hayes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Jeremy Grant does get moved somewhere. We can see him play uh, some playoff basketball. Because, again, when he is on the Nuggets, like we were all kind of like, okay, this guy could be legit. And then he goes yeah. to Detroit and kind of phases out of existence. Like, uh, yeah. you know, it's still played it, well, but like, what's, sure. what's the point of playing well in Detroit? Like, well, that's I, the I, thing. I didn't get it. They don't get any love over there. I mean, hell, Kate Cunningham could drop a you know thirty point triple double and he'll still get uh, overshadowed. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, 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 it's it's pretty crazy. Um, but you know, Detroit, they're uh, they're building towards the future. So I think you know that this is a move we we even discussed in the preseason podcast uh, that was probably going to happen. Uh, Jeremy Grant getting uh, you know moved on. It was just you know there to to acquire assets more so. 
uh, yeah. than actually sign him for the long term. Uh, the last guy I'm going to throw up there, we've talked about him plenty. Uh, one of his teammates already gone in the fire sale going on in Indiana, but Demonis Sabonis, what do you think? One to ten odds that he oh. gets moved as well. I I hope you don't think this is a cop out, but I'm going five. I, I have no idea. Like I, yeah. I think it's just as likely that he gets traded or or doesn't. I I'm I'm not sure where they're going to go. Um, another guy who I think would get a lot of value on the market, but uh, who you know if if you do move off him, I think you're signaling if you're Indiana a pretty clear kind of reset uh, because then you're you're really gonna. You're still going to have Brogdon. You're still going to have Turner in theory, but another guy mm-hmm. who might be traded, God knows when. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's tough to to sell. Like the Indiana has not really been a place that likes to do the whole, you know, tear it down, strip it down to the uh, yeah. Yeah. floorboards and, and try and rebuild. They, they like to retool on the fly. And uh, that's why I... If they get like a if if they're able to get like a no brainer package for Sabonis, like I I think they go and do it. But unless there's something that blows them away, I don't think uh, he'll be on the move. So I think it just depends. Uh, you know, like a, if a place like Washington uh, really throws you know everything they've got at it to to try and pair Beal and Sabonis um, and try and turn their season around, uh, you know maybe you can entice the Pacers to to giving him up. But uh, I I just don't see too too many deals out there that would. Uh, w- would really sort of yeah blow the Pacers away enough to uh, actually do it. So you know we'll we'll see, but uh, I I think it's just as likely that he stays put. Um, as much as again I would I I, I want to see pretty much everyone get traded. I love sure, trades yeah, so much. Yeah. Uh, and Sabonis has you know been in Indiana long enough. He's given it a shot. They've they've been in the playoffs. You know not not had much success, but um, I, I'd love to see him just in a new situation with a sort of more talented uh, kind of little guy uh, or, or at least kind of backcourt player or wing scorer, someone who can work off him a little more um, because in Indiana, you know, as, as much as him and the Brogdon, you know, the, the Brogdon Sabonis pick and roll was great. Uh, you had TJ Warren for a bit and obviously Levert and, uh, you know, Oladipo before that. Hey, come on, Matt, a cheap shot. But, uh, you know, he didn't have the, the true kind of, uh, sort of one-two punch guy next to him sure, yeah. uh, who can also, you know, take some of the scoring load off of him. So I really want to see him like that. So hopefully he does, but uh, I, I just don't quite, quite see it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the clear move from him out of Indiana. Well, the one team that I think actually, you know, we didn't, I didn't mention them. I thought about bringing them up uh, in our uh, buyer sellers are boring, but again, uh, a lot of teams are kind of competing to get into the playoffs here. Uh, and a team that's been struggling as of late, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. I yeah. think they could be buyers. Not a lot of teams need a big. I mean, they oh, sure they, they really win. need a center. Yeah, because well, I, I thought they were on the list for Miles Turner before he went down. I thought yeah. that'd be great for them. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, Sabonis I think would be good. Sabonis would be a great fit there, and you could give up Mason Plumley and then Kelly Oubre, and then throw in a couple, uh, you know, future picks. Uh, yeah. and you know, Indiana, they might, they might do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, Oubre's, uh, you know, someone they can kind of, you know, uh, he he's already developed enough. Uh, but I think you know they're just trying to stack load on picks right now uh so you know that would be a sexy one don't think it'll happen but uh a man could dream uh (laughs) but yes i i i i like that indiana at least is like the only team in the league it was clearly from the get-go pretty much like even though we have these guys that we could make a playoff push we know that it's not going to work we've given up we're blowing it up uh so shout out to the pacers for at least giving us that yeah Um, come on there's there's more teams out there you know who you are just give up Come on, yeah, give exactly. us your good players. It's uh, not fun. 
But that's all we have today for the show. We hope you guys enjoyed our preview uh, for the NBA trade deadline. Uh, all of our analysis, our, our takes on where we think guys are going to land and uh, how teams are going to operate. Hopefully we're coming at you on Thursday night. Well, you'll get it on Friday morning uh, with some uh, crazy news to, to review. Uh, and if, if anything does happen before the deadline on a Tuesday or Wednesday, we, we are ready and capable of getting an emergency oh, podcast yes. out there. So if you guys see anything uh monumental that goes down just know the big dogs are on it we're on the case yep. ooh, 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 ooh. um follow <laughs> like us a month, at big a dog month, ball talk a jordan month, two months they need to follow us the at big, big dog ball talk no yeah you're right you're right you're right uh please follow us uh send us an email for god's sake uh oh, if you god, you know you, you want any uh you, you got a question you're not comfortable other people seeing you know you want to reach out to me and matt personally about Cowards. something you're going through uh please uh, <laughs> uh big dog ball talk at gmail.com is that right matt i believe so Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an email. Yeah. Uh, uh, find us on Twitter, uh, on, on TikTok. We've got a few new ones up there and mm-hmm. more to come. Um, and uh, where else are we? I guess we're technically on Facebook, but uh, my God, I don't post on Facebook. Do you, Matt? Hell no. Uh, I think it's, it's, uh, for, it's for boomers <laughs> and stoners. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you're using Facebook, look uh, deep inside yourself and you'll realize which <laughs> one you are. Uh, you could be both, I guess. It is possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by stoners, I don't mean uh, marijuana users per se. Uh, more so people who are into the hard stuff. Uh, you know who you are. You probably don't have a phone and listen to a high quality <laughs> podcast such as this. Uh, but anyhow, uh, to move on again, as Jordan said, email us, follow us, social media. You got it. That big dog download, ball talk. Download, Get it in your head. Download. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, again, the downloads and everything, the support you guys have given us is awesome. Uh, big things are coming. Keep posted for that. Uh, nothing, anything for Alex today? I don't think so. Let's give him the day off. Uh, yeah. Nothing I can think of quite yet. Uh, we're still waiting on the score, Alex. Uh, yeah, come on now. Still haven't heard anything about that. Uh, so again, your job. You know the EDM mix was nice, but we're gonna we're gonna have to see some nice. more out of you, man. Uh, yeah. But again, this has been Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel for Big Dog Ball Talk, and as my friend Jordan always says, gonna catch you by surprise here, Matt. I'm not gonna mm. say a saying because this is my last chance, my last chance on air to 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 speak directly to Daryl Morey and beg for mm. what I want, what we all want. Okay, Daryl, it's not always about equations. All right. This, would you agree, Matt? This is Joel Embiid's best stretch of his entire career. Put another sure. fucking 40 piece on the Bulls yep. today, uh, yep. Sunday. Looked so dominant. It, it's kind of blowing my mind, the, you know, the, the level he's playing at right now. They are a couple games out of the top of the East with these fucking bums around him right now. Like no one else to speak up. Like he's, he's willing them to the top of the conference already. Mm-hmm. And Daryl, if you let this trade deadline just go by and there are good offers on the table for Ben Simmons, the basketball gods, they, they might, oh, they yeah. might uh, screw you, man. Like, they will strike he, down it, upon with you. Like, like it's, it's unbelievable. Stop making it more complicated than it has to be. Just put the best players you can around Joel Embiid right now. That's literally the best championship odds you've had since you got this fucking job. You don't know what's gonna happen down the line. And like, what more do you want? Like the, the Nets, they're struggling. Uh, the the Bucks, you're actually a good matchup for them. I think you could beat the Bulls right now as is without any moves. Yeah. Uh, like the East, you you can do it. You just need to get someone, anyone. The worst trade offers that I've heard for Ben Simmons, you put put those collections of players uh, on the fucking uh, the Sixers. They, they I, I think they would have a shot. They would have a shot to win the East. So don't fuck around anymore, Daryl. I'm gonna be pissed at you forever. Okay. You can beat Milwaukee. You can beat Miami. You just got to do a slight upgrade. Let go of Ben Simmons, please. When I come back on Friday, when we're back on the air on Friday, um, 
it, it's going to be done. I expect it to be done, or I expect your resignation. Like we said to Pop, uh, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. once he gets the uh, once he gets the, the, the record, coaching record, uh, we're going to expect a, his resignation. Same from you, Daryl. Don't fuck around. Um, and and that's all I have to say. What do you yeah. think, Matt? As my friend Jordan always says, Daryl at Big Dog Ball Talks coming for your bitch ass. Trade Ben Simmons. Oh. <laughs>